This is Drum Kun. Today, I am uh, talking about influencer marketing in the attention economy. It seems this uh, topic won't go away for now. So, in the attention economy, uh, influencers now the peddlers of all sorts of snake oil for the masses. This is my question. Now, the internet defines an influencer as an individual who has the power. This is the key word. Is or two key words here. The power, power, the power to affect purchase decisions of others because of his or her endorsement authority or influencer. Therefore, the person is called an influencer. Take, for example, Billy Eilish, a young musician who has become famous almost, uh, I mean, uh, overnight. Um, she's only 18 at this point. Um, in 2017, Billy Eilish was 15 years old and selling concert tickets on Twitter. She only had about 100,000 Twitter followers. Now, fast forward today, in 2020, September 24, she has uh, 4.9 million Twitter followers. And listen to this. On Instagram alone, she has 66.8 million followers. That's more than the entire Scandinavian population. I mean, that's more than Denmark, Sweden, Norway. That's more even than the Nordic population. That includes uh, Finland and uh, Iceland with Denmark, Norway. I mean, she has as many followers as the entire French French population on her combined social media. And there's a lot of people in France. So, it is a... An, she has become a huge platform that makes a, a prime social influencer as we have seen in a recent campaign to try and influence the American vote now the question becomes who has the power to influence the influencer do you understand what I mean uh, because I just define that the internet defines an influence as an individual who has the power to affect purchase decisions of others because of his or her endorsement authority. Now the question is who can influence the influencer? Then we're talking whoever has the deep pockets can do that, can influence the influencer to endorse their messaging endorse their product of course the in the influencer maybe has to have some kind of liking to the message but uh, i suppose that is all depending on the individual for some it's about i guess it's about money and i'm using billy eilish as a case study because she is a musician who has endorsed lucifer in her some of her songs i mean i'm not uh, kidding you can read the lyrics yourself right but my question is, who is influencing 
the influencer. For instance, when I look at Billie Eilish, you know, I'm a black man. She supports the whole Black Lives Matter uh, thing. Um, she's been, uh, you know, on Instagram posting about uh, Breonna Taylor and all kinds of things. Now, I don't want to go into Black Lives Matter in this post. That I should address it as a separate uh, matter when I'm ready to do so. So I just want to keep my focus here on the influencing aspect. We have seen her posting videos on Twitter, on Instagram, at, uh, you know, performing for the Democratic, um, I believe it's the Democratic uh, Convention. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I will have a look. I mean, she's talking a lot about today's National Voter Registration Day and so, so on and so on. You know, retweeting about vote save America. So there can be no doubt that her messaging has been compelled by a neoliberal left philosophy to target her audience with that messaging to vote for, I suppose, the, the left. Now, I'm not an expert in American politics. I'm just trying to look at this and say, you know, what is going on here? So now the question is, we know that she's a five Grammy Award winning artist and so-called environmental activist. Um, you know, let's be honest here. If one obeys the orders of their masters, um, one is often rewarded for their loyalty with maybe even a much more bigger platform. And who is Billie Eilish master is in who is her influencer. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because how did she make that transition from having a hundred thousand people on Twitter to 4.9 million to 66.8 million people on Instagram within a space of, uh, you know, we're talking from 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. Within three years, we're talking in exponential, uh, you know, rise in the people that are following what she is doing and endorsing. I mean, one of her endorsements was obviously a financial endorsement where she is endorsing her ukulele with Fender. She has a, you know, obviously she's selling to make money here. She's, it's called the Billy Eilish ukulele. And by the way, I'm not endorsing anything. I'm not a fan of Billy Eilish. I don't uh, listen to her music. I'm just uh, merely looking at this as an influencer phenomenon. So. I want to read, I would like to read one of her Instagram posts. I can't read the whole thing, so I'm going to paraphrase, uh, to just quote one section. She says, I quote, I have an enormous platform and I try really hard to be respectful and take time to think through what I say and how I say it. I mean, she goes on, to, uh, close quote, she goes on to talk about white privilege and all lives matter and she, you know, she's talking to the uh, white people and uh, you know, I don't know she's uh, 
explaining about uh, I suppose white privilege now but she she's talking about she knows she has an enormous those are not simple words an enormous platform so for sure she does as I said in contrast 2017 she was selling concert tickets only 100,000 Twitter followers I mean at one time she even had 88,000 and what's interesting is that if you try to go on a Twitter and go back I mean her Twitter account says it was open in 2013 but you know if you try to go and see what the earliest tweets that show on her account the rest were deleted you only get stuff I guess going back as far maybe it's 2018 2019 I had to go to the Wayback machine to dig out her earlier tweets to sort of compare the old Billy Eilish with the kind of this corporate, uh, when I say corporate machine uh, platform, attention economy, Billy Eilish, uh, you know, she would tweet things like, I'm coding what she was writing here, shut quote. This was on November 20, November 19, 2017. She would tweet things like, shut the fuck up, I won't exist one day, LOL, I must say what I want. You know, she would tweet things like on uh, 13 November 2017, uh, I quote, always busy pleasing everyone. Why no one want to please me? Close quote. That's also very telling, isn't it? And she had another, she tweeted 13 November 2017. She tweeted, I had a dream. Chief, 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 Chief died and it was so horrible. I woke up crying. Close quote. She would tweet things like, uh, on the 30th of November 2017, she would tweet, Nobody wanna see chapped booty hole lips, LOL, close quote. So, and also t- telling at that time in uh, 2017, November 29, she would retweet endorsements from other, I don't know, celebrities, like one called Khaled, maybe these are like B celebrities, saying, so happy people are acknowledging how amazing Billy Eilish is. Meaning at that time, she still looked for validation and acknowledgement, right? She would also tweet things like, on November 23, 2017, boy, you look like an MF booty hole, uh, close quote. So uh, she would tweet things on November 21, 2017, I, I quote, I feel like a big old failure, close quote. So how did this young lady make the transition is it uh, the grammy awards is it the endorsement from the musical industry the rock star status the superstar status that she has now been bestowed upon her because we know that uh, you know if you those awards there are people behind the scenes who decide who gets what and you know even the african-american people have been complaining saying there's a lot of racism involved in who gets awards and that sort of thing i mean i don't i don't know about the whole politics i don't care but for the purposes of this uh, case study we know for a fact that in part she does have a lot of uh, maybe musical talent i'm not a fan of her music but it's it's obvious that um, you know she probably benefited from white privilege which is in the grammys and the oscars and all these institutions and maybe she feels guilty about benefiting from white privilege maybe that's why she's uh, doing that or 
is it the liberal masters who are swaying her to persuade the audience because now she has become a voice of a neoliberal philosophy and you know policy and you know <laughs> again as i said who or what influences the influencer and you know it's it's really amazing to me that human beings accept to be influenced by another human being uh, and uh, we're talking she's tr- going i mean if it was just about music i would understand she's selling a music a guitars or whatever you know okay she's talking about uh, voting for the democratic party this is what her message you know this is implicitly what she's saying it's a partisan platform it's no longer just a commercial platform you know it's where she's pushing her own product or you know the merchandise and stuff like that music merchandise a imagery and symbolism but this is now like a partisan platform and this is very incredible uh, because we have seen for instance uh, what's his name the, the guy who released his contracts on Twitter Kanye West yes he was uh, beaten down for you know when he was supporting Donald Trump wearing the hat i mean a lot, he took a lot of heat from the media even though he has a giant platform as well um but you know then nobody seems to be going after Billy Eilish in the same manner say Kanye West was uh, you know they were going after him so one begins to see and by the way I'm, i don't endorse or support Kanye West i don't endorse or support Billy Eilish i'm just uh, using this as a mere analy- analytical uh, you know case study to simply ask myself look there's obvious there's an obvious bias here uh, on these platforms and uh, you know probably one has to ask you know who owns those platforms i mean who owns twitter who owns instagram because when i went on instagram and i was trying to find billy eilish i just put bi and then instagram was basically su- su- uh, suggesting to me the first thing when i said put bi before i even said billy just b and i the first thing it suggested to me was billy eilish the next was bill gates and some others you know so you can automatically see that uh, you know this is not by coincidence you know this is by design that she is being put there you know and other influencers like bill gates are being put number 2 meaning she must have a master somewhere somebody who's favoring her to get that position because she's being positioned on top of the you know where most people would interact with twitter the first thing you know then she's being like proposed and suggested this is what you need because most people would just pick what's at the very top they don't really bother going down there unless you're specifically looking for a certain billy not billy eilish you know so who or what is influencing the influencer who is the influencer actually working for you know 
who because let's be honest if somebody or something an entity person person's entity was controlling people like Billy Eilish and uh, other influencers I mean they could essentially get their messaging into the human psyche you know very very fast and very very easily you know I mean she's talking the same lines as uh, what's her name the one I talked about the previous time uh, Lady Gaga so you can see it's the same kind of tone and thing although she has a separate marketing thing for herself but the messaging seems to me to be similar you know so there is a kind of like is this an agenda or are these people just into the same things or is it a coincidence is it by design as i mentioned it's not a coincidence she's the first b i and then you know you're being suggested to her on instagram i, I, I don't know on twitter but I, i suppose it's the same thing if you put billy or billy you know so i think the game is rigged and i think a lot of influencers are peddling snake oil to delude the masses you know and uh, if your decisions are informed purely on the basis of what influencers are saying you might be in for a big trouble you know i think you need to do on due diligence what it is you're being sold and why is it only certain information is like recommended for us you know even uh, on google news you know they were recommending like this is mr tendai this is what we recommend for you you know i just mentioned my real name tendai but this is drunken and i'm reading what they're suggesting to me i'm like i don't even like what you're suggesting to me you know this type of news to be quite honest but anyway that's what they think i like and uh, the only thing i like to do what i read in the news what actually stood out for me was on reuters they were talking about that in finland they are now using if they've trained dogs to sniff people with covid-19 and they can do that maybe a couple of days before the people show symptoms so <laughs> it's kind of strange that we're turning to the dogs for a solution with the covid i find that very interesting so this is drunken and i just wanted you to ask yourself who is influencing you in this attention economy and you know maybe you need to do an audit of your influencers the people influencing and informing your opinions and uh, maybe you need to do a whole rethink about that you know and maybe start thinking your own thoughts all right this is drunken see you in the next episode